Hi there, friends. Welcome to the Still Becoming Podcast, a place where women like you and me find help to move from where you are to where you want to be. I'm your host, Laura Acuna. The Still Becoming Podcast is where we gather to rethink our thinking about ourselves, our lives, and about our God. We will learn to reframe our shame and trade in limiting beliefs for the liberating truth from God's Word. And why the title Still Becoming? Because that's the Christian journey, isn't it? As we apply God's perfect Word to our lives for growth and change, we are always growing, always learning, and still becoming the women He created us to be. It's never perfect, and it's not too late. Do I need to say that again? It is never perfect, and it is not too late. Sadly, the thread that runs through so many of our lives is shame. But with each Still Becoming episode, we will replace the thread of shame with the thread of self-compassion and God's glorious grace. I am so glad you're here for the journey, and I'm praying that God will speak directly to you through today's episode. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to episode one of the Still Becoming podcast. But before we get going, I want to share with you a little bit about myself and the vision for the next several episodes and even into season two. My official bio will tell you that I'm a speaker, author, coach, women's ministry leader, and now a podcast host, but that's only what I do. Who I am is a completely different situation. I'm wife to Pat, mom to three grown-up sons, Patrick, Grant, and Matthew, mother in love to Angela and Noni, to our beloved granddaughter, Evelyn Grace, who we call Evie. And can I just stop and say a loud hallelujah that I finally have some girls in my family? I've waited so long. But most of all, I'm a fellow sister on the journey, doing my best to follow hard after Jesus, imperfect as it is. I want the fruit of my short life here on earth to have kingdom significance, and I deeply desire to reflect the healing, redeeming, and restoring grace of God. And at the end of my life, I want my children and my grandchildren, and maybe even my great-grandchildren, to say of me, Mom never stopped learning, she never stopped growing, she never stopped healing, and she never stopped serving and loving Jesus Christ. So now for a little bit of housekeeping. The title, as you know by now, of this podcast is Still Becoming, Helping You Move from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. Now, not to confuse you, (laughs) but I'm about ready to release my first book, And it's titled Still Becoming Also, but it has a different tagline. The title of the book is Still Becoming, Hope, Help, and Healing for the Diet-Weary Soul. It's a 31-day devotional journal for women who struggle with the dieting mindset, negative body image, and an unhealthy relationship with food. So to hopefully clear up the confusion, I picked the title of my book almost two years ago, but as I've lived with it, Over the past 24 months, it dawned on me that the title, Still Becoming, covers every single thing I speak and write about. The focus of my ministry over 22 years, and quite honestly, my own redemption story, is helping women to grow up to become spiritually and emotionally mature. So for this season, the Still Becoming podcast will focus on some of the content of my upcoming book, along with some content that didn't make it into the book as well. The focus will be on freedom from disordered eating, negative body image issues, and the diet mindset, which, by the way, is something that 91% of us struggle with, whether we consider ourselves overweight or underweight. 
many, many of us struggle anyway. As we move into season two in 2023, upcoming episodes will address other relevant topics and other areas in our lives as women where we need healing and growth, those places where we're still becoming the women he created us to be. It's an honor to encourage you on the journey, and you have my promise. I will never teach you from a high horse or from a place I've never been myself. I'm in it with you. And now, on to episode one. Let's start at the beginning. I was tired. I was weary. I was sick of it. I told God, Lord, I would rather stay at the weight I am today than to keep losing and gaining it all back again. I meant every word and syllable. It broke my heart to pray that prayer, but I was done. I'd been dieting for almost five decades. And for the life of me, I couldn't make my body cooperate with the scores and scores of diets I had attempted over all those long years. It went like this. I lost the weight. I gained it back. Shame piled on. Lose, gain, shame, repeat. Sound familiar? Because I've walked this journey for so long, I'm wondering if you are seeking answers too. Perhaps you have finally acknowledged the empty promises made by the dieting culture, which have left you depleted and hopeless. You want to walk away from the burden of dieting, but doing it would feel like giving up. Surrendering your dream to become healthy and whole seems unbearable. I understand. I believe that if I gave up dieting, it meant giving up my dream too, and I couldn't bear that. So I kept trying. The good news is that over time, God began challenging me to rethink my thinking about dieting, body image, and my very unhealthy relationship with food. What if I told you there's a better way? When we're in the dieting mindset, we focus on untangling the way we eat, but we don't understand that what truly needs untangling is the way we think. Proverbs 4.23 says, Be careful what you think, because your thoughts run your life. A few years ago, I mustered up the courage to give up dieting for good. I stepped off the crazy train, the one that continually promised me quick and permanent results, but let me down every single time. The one that played on my fears and counted on me gaining the weight back again so I could become a lifetime member. Can you relate? After leaving dieting behind and learning to rethink my thinking, I surrendered my old way of looking at myself and the food issues that caused me so much pain. And sweet friend, this is truly where the battle lies, in our mind and soul, not on our plate. So here's the truth. When I walked away from dieting, I gave up many things, but my dream wasn't one of them. I've discovered when we're free enough to treat our body and mind with care and respect, then together they will respond and heal. And while I no longer suffer from disordered eating, I'm still healing. My thinking has become completely transformed and my body is responding by becoming lighter, stronger, and healthier. I've come a long, long way on this journey, but I'm still becoming. I'm so grateful that you have decided to bravely consider another way. What I'm going to share with you over the next few weeks has completely changed my life, and I believe with my whole heart it will change yours too. The first step in any healing journey is dealing with shame. And I'm going to be addressing this as we go along because unfortunately, it isn't a once and done kind of thing. It is insidious and it is paralyzing. And we've got to get beyond it so that we can be where God wants us to be. Thankfully, scripture has something beautiful to tell us about shame. And we find it in Romans 10, 11. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. 
My shame story began when I was 11. I entered the seventh grade at five feet tall and weighed 100 pounds. But by the time I left junior high, my weight had doubled. Yes, you heard that correctly. In the brief span of only a few years, I gained over 100 pounds. Now, as women, I know I don't have to detail to you how traumatic that was for me. Gaining so much weight in such a short amount of time was like a bomb going off in my 11-year-old life. Everything changed. I have a vivid memory from when I was 12. Believing I was out of earshot, I remember a well-meaning relative fretting to my mother, Oh, what a shame. Laura Ann was such a pretty girl. Oh, what a terrible shame. Honestly, my relative was telling the truth for the most part, and she never meant to hurt me. The experience of gaining so much weight was truly a terrible shame. Even so, my young ears didn't hear, it is a shame. Instead, I interpreted her comments as she is a shame, and I believed it. In 1970, back in the dark ages when this happened to me, no one knew what to do with a little girl who gained 100 pounds in the seventh grade. Little was known about disordered eating in those days, and in sincerely trying to help me, my mother took me to a local weight loss program. From that day on, I lived in a love-hate relationship with all things concerning dieting, and I began forcing my body to do something it wasn't created to do. My body went from being the fun part of me that ran and skipped and danced and twirled and played to becoming my sworn enemy. I began to disconnect from and loathe the physical part of me. We often believe the words guilt and shame have the same meaning, but that's not true. Guilt says you've made a mistake. Shame says you are a mistake. Do you hear the difference? Healthy guilt prompted by the Holy Spirit pushes you toward repentance and restoration, but shame pushes you down toward despair and self-condemnation. It is not from your God. My internal dialogue was filled with harsh words toward myself, and if that wasn't tragic enough, the dieting culture gave me even more ammo. Maybe you'll recognize some of these shame statements. I'm being bad today. I'm cheating. I need to starve myself all week because I ate too much. I can't have what everyone else is having because I'm fat. I have to hide parts of my body because they're ugly. Do you hear the harshness in these condemning thoughts? The voice of shame, originating from Satan, whom I call the shamer, tells you you're defective. He started telling me that lie when I was just 11 years old. He convinces you that your only hope of restoration is to weigh a certain number and look a certain way. Shame is expensive. It cost me so much. But I think what really impacted me the most was my completely unbiblical belief about God and his intentions toward me. And the most heartbreaking belief of all, for far too long, I thought the voice of the shamer belonged to my Heavenly Father. Thankfully, as my faith grew and I learned to line up my thinking with God's word, I eventually recognized the sweet voice of my Savior. The way he spoke to me was in stark contrast to the condemning voice I'd been listening to for so long. Jesus' voice was full of grace and kindness and love. The more I recognized God and paid attention to what he said about me, the more the voice of the shamer steadily became silent. Just as the voice of my Savior is in stark contrast to the voice of the shamer, so are his ways. The shamer brings severe restriction and legalism regarding food and how we relate to our bodies. But just listen to Jesus' way. This is from Matthew 11, 28 to 30 in the message. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. 
learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Oh, friends, anyone ready to learn the unforced rhythms of grace? So I'm going to end each episode with a soul fitness exercise, which is a challenge helping you strengthen your core. And your core is where the trust muscle is located. We're going to need that thing strong as we go along the way, healing and growing. It's going to serve us well. So the soul fitness exercise for this week is this. Have you mistaken the voice of the shamer for the voice of God? It would be great if you could take out a journal and write down all the areas in your life where shame has seeped in. And then once you've done that, contrast your shame experiences against the life-giving words in the scripture I just read to you in Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30. What are the differences? And then let me pray over you as we end. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray for the sister listening now who's been listening to the shamer for far too long. Please help her to line up her thoughts with your word. Please help her to readily recognize your voice when you speak to her. Thank you, God, for offering healing and hope. And thank you for offering us all truth and grace. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Well, thank you for joining me, friends. I'm so glad you came. And before you go, if you enjoyed our time together, and I really hope you did, please subscribe to the Still Becoming podcast, leave a review, and tell your friends. And I'd love to stay in touch. The best way is for you to subscribe to my newsletter, the latest from Laura, via my website. And of course, I'm on all the socials. You can find all the links in the show notes. Thanks again for coming by, and I'll see you next time on the Still Becoming podcast.